Well, I am very blessed to have my beautiful wife, Laura, here with us. And Laura's just going to be sharing a few thoughts today um, about what she's been learning during this season. And hopefully you've been finding um, these interviews that we've been, been having helpful and inspirational and encouraging. So good morning, Laura. Uh, do you want to share a little bit with us this morning about how have you been finding this season, which seems to have gone on a lot longer than we anticipated, tell us about what's been happening uh, in your world and maybe some of the things that God's been teaching you in this season. Sure. So I think um, I'd be lying if I said that at the beginning I didn't feel overwhelmed because I think most of us will be able to say that we felt overwhelmed, that we felt even a little bit anxious. I think there was some anxiety in me that... Um, that was mine and also that I felt from other people surrounding me. I could, I felt other people's anxiety, and which was good because it helped me to have compassion for people. It helped me to understand how other people would be feeling at that time. And um, it took me about three days actually to, to get rid of it and to just think, right, I've got to get my focus right. I need to get my focus on God. And I actually spoke to a friend and she gave me some really good advice. And I think sometimes, um, and I'm talking more about um, leaders here, I think sometimes leaders give themselves a hard time and they think we shouldn't feel anxious, we, th we shouldn't worry, or we feel guilty when we worry or when we feel anxious, when the bottom line is we have the same emotions and feelings and we go through the same process as everybody else does. So we shouldn't make ourselves feel guilty, but it's what, we, wh what are we going to do with that? How are we going to get ourselves out of that? So she gave me some advice of people in the Bible, stories of people in the Bible who, who ran and hid because they were afraid and they were anxious. And it really did help me to get my focus straight and, and think, right, what have I got to do right now what, to be able to move on from this and to be able to, because if this is going to go on for a long time, I don't want to spend the whole time feeling overwhelmed and feeling out of control. So I really just started to focus in on the word, started to worship more. I started to read scripture out loud. And then I started to um, focus on helping other people. So I, I would notice when people would say they were feeling anxious on Facebook or online. And I would just message them and say, how can I pray for you? How can I help you? I would put little statuses out on my Facebook. How can I pray for you today? And I really started to focus in on other people because it really does shift your focus and and take your take it off of yourself really and make you think other people need something in this season and and what can i give and how can i help other people that's amazing and uh, i think it's a really powerful thing when when we when we shift that focus away from ourselves because the world's often about hey just look out for number one focus in on yourself and we can become quite self-absorbed uh where we we fall into self-pity and it's really interesting that, you know, in the 12 step program, the recovery program, one of the key principles is about serving. It's about, you know, recognizing that if you want to recover, if you want to get better, if you want to lift yourself out of that hole, look to serve and help other people. And it's such a powerful thing um, where it just helps us to realize that we live for a cause far greater than ourselves. It's not just about me and my struggles. And the reality is everyone's going through stuff, aren't they? I mean, yeah. everyone's got, you know, battles that they're facing. You know, uh, you know, I once heard someone say it this way, behind every mask, there is a drama. 
And the reality is in every household, you know, there is struggles, there's tensions, there's, there's difficulties, isn't there? So I love, I love what you're saying. And, and obviously you've been sharing about that you've been getting in the word more, you've been worshiping more, praying more, looking for opportunities to, to reach out. How much of a difference has it made doing that stuff? How would you have perhaps responded in the past in a way that's maybe been you know, disempowering? And, and, and now that you're shifting and kind of focusing on other areas, what difference has that made to you? Oh, it made a massive difference. And I think that it just it just did help me get my focus off myself. I think that if I'd allowed it, because I know where anxiety can take you. I know where worry right at the beginning when you worry about stuff. I know where that can take you. I know the, the downward spiral that you can go on. So I know from personal experience that you have to snap yourself out of it as soon as you feel it. You can, you can acknowledge that you feel like that. Okay, why do I feel like that? Because um, it's an emotion that we all feel. And, and then then you need to snap yourself out of it. So I think by helping other people and being able to shift my focus of myself and, and shift my focus onto God and look to him and know that, that he is the one that's in control, not me. I can't control any of this that's going on around me. So if I spend my time worrying about it and thinking, oh gosh, what about if this happens? And what about if that happens? And what about if I don't? Um, even right at the beginning when people were panic buying toilet roll and food and if you really got yourself into it you found yourself thinking oh gosh what about if I don't have enough food and and it's a real lesson knowing that God will meet our every need he'll everything that we need he'll meet our need if we just trust him he'll meet our need and one of my you know one of my favorite bible verses is Psalm 46 verse 10 so it says be still and know that I am God and the Hebrew root of the word be still is let go. And at the beginning, I, I heard God say to me, you have to let go. You have to let go of, of you being in control of this because you're not in control. He's the one who's in control of my life. So, so right from the beginning, acknowledging that and saying, God, you're in control. Like you've got to help me and my family and my friends and, and the whole world really through this situation. It really helped me. That's really uh, amazing. I know that verse has certainly spoken a lot to you. And I know you were talking about often we, you know, we, we have these fears that can kind of, you know, we're all going to experience fears. We're all going to kind of have anxieties and struggles and pressure that come. But it's, it's about how we respond to them. You know, it's about how are we going to um, react? What's our, you know, we can't always control what goes on around us. You know, someone wants to put it this way, that you can't stop the birds flying over your head but you can stop the nesting there. So there's something about us being intentional. The Apostle Paul talks about pulling down imagination, pulling down every thought that kind of comes against the knowledge of Christ, you know, the, the truth. And so great to hear you being really intentional. And often a lot of the things that we fear, you know, will never happen. We kind of, you know, it can become this runaway freight train that we worry about stuff that really we don't really need to worry about uh you know fear stands for false evidence appearing real and so so often we get caught up in that stuff and that's where we sometimes we have to encourage ourselves in the law we have to pull ourselves up you know by our bootstrap and, and say no and i found that you know myself i certainly can identify you know i had a little season you know a little time about three weeks three or four weeks ago where i was finding myself kind of my internal conversation going into a place I didn't want it to go. And I had to really encourage myself and say, hang on, what is the truth of God's word? You know, what's the lie here? What's the truth here? 
you know what's god saying and and you know so so many times we can get swept up in the current of the negativity of what's going on in the news you know what other people are saying and doing and we we have to realize that you know just just because lots of other people are you know believing you know these negative lies doesn't mean that we have to accept it or take it on board and sometimes i think that you know often when we're out and about we're picking up on an atmosphere we're often picking up on fear in the atmosphere but that doesn't mean we have to own it. it doesn't mean that we have to take it on board but we have to be intentional about saying no and and i love what you're saying this psalm 46 be still and know you know that he is god and there's something very powerful about being in that place of rest uh the peace the joy you know that floods out of that because it's not about us trying to fix everything in our own strength it's about us being still posturing ourselves towards the lord recognizing god you're in charge you're the boss you're you're overall you're sovereign and and god i i know that my hope and my trust you know is not in anything else that this world has to offer my hope and my trust is in you laura do you want to share a little bit more about maybe some of the things that you have found a struggle uh frustrating maybe a difficulty um in this uh season because that's the kind of reality element isn't it of you know there are things that we've missed talk to us a little bit about that, those things laura yeah i think that um the struggle for us as a family was we were all together like everybody else was and i think that at the beginning of this whole season um, god really spoke to me and said that he was gonna refine my living and that he was gonna um help me to get rid of some things that i was carrying that i, that I wasn't supposed to be carrying and that he was going to help me put some things back in that um, i didn't have that i needed so i think that um especially for us as a family for me and you as a couple for us with the children it's been a bit like um like a sandpaper season where he's been rubbing away some things that he didn't want us to have there and he he those things that are supposed to be smooth there's going to be a bit of friction when you rub with sandpaper and i know for me and you right at the beginning we've really worked intentionally on our marriage through this season haven't we we didn't have any huge marriage problems but there were little tiny things that we just needed to to sandpaper out and um i think there were times where we wanted to social distance ourselves from each other <laughs> and maybe social distance ourselves from our kids as well but i just think that um he's really been refining us so i've found it hard at the very beginning to be in by myself um as a family if i love my family we love spending time together but we also love to go out don't we we love to be with friends we're very social people so to not be able to be around anyone was very difficult. Um, we homeschool, so it was easy to be with my kids um, 24-7 because that's my normal life anyway. But like any parents, there were difficult moments where it was very hard to all be in the, the same house together. And I think not being able to see family uh, was very difficult. And then not being able to be physically be at church was very difficult for me. I think at first it was a novelty of doing new things, doing all those amazing things we were doing online, um, being able to experience loads of different ways of, of reaching people. And then I think I got to the point where I was like, I really miss being with other believers, um, being even being in corporate worship together. That's one of the biggest things that I've missed. I've missed standing alongside someone and, and worshiping and, and that feeling of everyone behind you singing and praising and worshiping God. And I'm, 
And that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to, to getting back to being in the building, even though as much as I'm loving this and I'm loving that we get to do amazing new things, I'm really missing that. So I think there's been lots of things I've missed, but I think they've all been lessons along the way to trust God and to know that he's in control. And, and even some of the things that I've missed, realizing that I don't actually need them. They're not things that I need and asking, asking the Holy Spirit the question, am I supposed to keep this? Am I missing it because like I'm grieving it and it's going to be a, a loss that I don't need? Or is it something that I'm supposed to keep? So we asked ourselves those questions, didn't we? As a family, as a leadership team, what do we want to keep in this season? Maybe new things or, or current things. And what things do we want to get rid of? And that's been a, a key um, question throughout this whole season, hasn't it? What do we want to keep? What do we want to let go? And it, it's been very good for me personally. And you know me, I like to physically clear out. I like to emotionally clear out. I, I like to um, to lighten things up all the time. So it's been a really key question for me. That's great. I want to share um, with uh, the people watching a word that was sent to me that I read this morning. Um, and this came from Gina Cook, who um, sent in this uh, prophetic word. And it's an area uh, Naomi uh, Takur and Gina have been encouraging one another in growing in the gift of prophecy and holding one another accountable and sending out prophetic words and just you know that's how we grow in the gift isn't it by stepping out in faith and using it and so Gina sent me this word um, that she had for the church which I think really ties in with what you're saying about the sandpaper you know experiences that are not always very comfortable sometimes where there are tensions there are you know there are struggles but you know i was i was sharing um with my brother-in-law this morning um when we went out on a cycle um that the best music comes from where there's a place of tension you know if you think about you know musical instruments think about a drum there's a tension you know in the skin uh there's a tension you know when the the drumstick strikes the skin there's a tension you know in the guitar strings and so often we look at tension as a kind of a negative thing, but actually from tension can come the most beautiful melodies and heavenly sounds. And I believe that in this time, even in these tensions that we might be feeling, God's playing his song and, and he wants us to kind of enjoy uh, the sound of heaven being released on the earth. But back to this word from Gina, she, this is what she, she said. She said, I saw the color gold and was reminded of this Bible verse from 1 Peter 1, 6-7, which says, So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must ensure, endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though uh, your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise, glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Fire is an old method for refining gold, which involves removing impurities that remain after the smelting process. What I feel like God is reminding the church is that even when we go through trials in life and they feel bad and uncomfortable, God is using them for your good 
to refine you and to bring out the best in you. What a fantastic word. Thank you for sharing that word, uh, Gina. Um, such a really good, and I want to encourage, you know, those of you that are watching this broadcast to be stepping out in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is a time to step out in faith, to trust God, to exercise those gifts, to grow, to develop, you know, even read books and listen to podcasts and teachings that will help you grow in the revelation of these things. But this is a really powerful word because it's basically saying that even in the fire, even in the trials, even in the, the struggles, is actually going to refine you. If you respond to it in the right way, you know, fire can either destroy or it can develop. And we have a choice that how we respond to the things that happen. We can allow the fire to destroy us or we can allow that fire to develop us, to bring, you know, the dross, the impurities to the surface to be skimmed off. Uh, by the Holy Spirit. And so I really want to encourage you, if you're in an uncomfortable situation, if you're facing challenges and trials, you know, I want to encourage you, um, you know, as it says here in Peter, be truly glad. And I know that might sound really weird and strange, but there is a purpose in the process. There's a purpose, even in some of the pain that we go through and the, the struggles. God can work all things, and I believe is working all things, together for our good. Laura, is there any other things that you've got on your heart that you'd like to share with the people today? Yeah, I think this has been a, a key season for identity issues because I think that when we go through trials and when we go through difficulties, it, it's kind of like a sifting process, isn't it? And it brings things to the surface that we may not have even realized that we're there before. So I think that for me personally, and I've watched other people around me and spoken to friends as well, and they've really been um, challenged on their identity during this season. So at the very beginning, um, when we were doing worship and when we were doing preaching a little bit different, there was a part of me that really missed um, being able to worship with my team together. And I know that there are members of, of our team too who've really missed it. But when I was praying one day, I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, he, he asked me, like, is that who you really are, though? And I and I was like, well, not really. And I, I remember I heard this message once that a friend shared. And um, she gave an illustration of she was wearing lots of coats. She had loads of coats on and she took each one off. And as she took each one off, it was a, a layer of identity that she'd either put on herself or someone else had put on herself until she got to the point where it was just her. That's all that was left. No, no jackets, no coats. And I think that sometimes, even though we love doing those things, and even though it's a big passion for us, we put things on ourselves and we make that who we are when that's not really who we are. It's not, they're just parts of us that, that, we, that we have to do. They're jobs that we're given and assignments that we're given and parts of our character even. But I think it made me very content that if I never preached again, if I never was on stage leading worship again, I would be happy I would be totally content with that I would be okay with it it would be fine because that it's just it's not really part of my true identity it's not part of who I really am it's just it's just something that I'm I'm called to do that's brilliant it's so important isn't it that we uh, embrace the truth of who we really are we're not human uh, doings we're human beings and it's about understanding that our true identity comes not from any any works, any externals, any labels that other people have placed on us or maybe that we've thought about ourselves. It's God who 
defines us. It's God who gives us our identity. And when we're in that place, it's so powerful. It centers us. It's so freeing. It's so liberating to know the truth that sets us free. Now, Laura, there might be some people that are watching this broadcast today that have maybe never embraced their true identity uh, in Christ, that have never embraced the new life that, that Jesus offers, the forgiveness, the the acceptance, the um, not not only assurance of knowing that one day when we pass on from this world that we're going to go to heaven. It's not just about a meal ticket to heaven, but it's also about you know being people that bring heaven to earth. Maybe there's people that are watching this broadcast that haven't ever responded and accepted that gift by faith. Or maybe there is people that have accepted that gift but have strayed. I'd love it if you would lead us in a prayer so that people can pray along with you um, to respond today. So would you like to, to lead us in a prayer today? Sure. Yeah, Father God, I just want to thank you for this season. I thank you for everything you've been teaching us. And specifically, we would just want to pray this morning for maybe people who've strayed away from you or even people who don't know you, Father God. And um, as they pray along at home together with me, Father God, these words, that you would come and your presence would be with them, that you would um, enter into their hearts and that you would change their lives forever. So, um, Father God, we just pray for everyone watching who, who doesn't know you, who um, maybe is strayed away, that they would come back and they would reconnect with you and that they would um, be able to have a relationship with you and be able to see you as their father, the one that provides for them, the one that gives them everything they need. So we just pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So, Laura, if there's people that want to just respond and actually like pray with us today, do you want to just pray so that they can just repeat after you, just you know, to lead them in a prayer? That would be amazing. Sure. Father God, I just want to ask you to just come and forgive me for everything that I've done that is against your will. Would you just come in to my life and be the center of my life? I ask that you would come and take control this morning and, and just be my father. Father God, we just thank you for the comfort that you bring to me and that you would just, just come and, and make me whole, Father God, and, and just be, be the center of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Laura, for sharing some of your heart and some reflections on what God's doing in this season. And we want to encourage, you know, those of you that may have prayed that prayer for the first time. You know, the Bible says everyone or whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's not just about, again, not just about getting into heaven. It's also about being people that bring heaven to earth. We want to encourage you. We want to stand with you. We want to support you in this new journey of faith. So feel free to get in touch with us. I believe that there might be a slide coming up um, where you can email the office or you can maybe uh, send us an inbox through our Facebook or, you know, through our Twitter page or Instagram. There's lots of different ways that you can connect with us, that you can let us know. We'd love to just to come alongside you to encourage you. I believe there's a number as well on the screen that you might want to text. That is a UK number. Um, so I think if you're from outside of the UK, you might have to put a plus four, four, but get in touch with us. We'd love to encourage you, encourage you, get a Bible, um, start reading the word of God, start attending church on a regular basis. Even if at the moment it's, you know, through church online like this, 
Um, it's a really good way to help you grow in your faith and talk to God every day. We, we call that prayer, talking and listening to God. You were created to have a friendship with your creator. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. We will be back at six o'clock. So do tune in to the broadcast. Then we will be back next week as well. Uh, we have our Friday broadcast at nine o'clock in the morning, the hour of power prayers. And also we'll be back uh, 10.30 next Sunday. We hope and pray that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you all. Lots of love.